Okay, good morning everyone. Good to see you. Good Khairish. And I'm Felix and Hanaka. And uh this is I think our our last class this is I think our last class before the break. And it's um it's dedicated by Musin Yaakov Delman in memory of their parents, Avin Yeshua and Moshe Yaakov, Chayelka, Asavram and Morachai Ben Pinchas, as well as with Akadosh Baruch Hu. Gratitude to Akadosh Baruch Hu for the gift of Eretz Yisrael. So we, we've been learning about the Tfilos of Shabbos and learning about Shabbos through learning about the Tfilos of Shabbos. And last time we spent, uh, we spent our time together on the third Tfilah, the last Tfilah, I mean, we could call it the fourth Tfilah, the Tfilah of Mincha, which um, is focused on the Shabbos of Masa Bereshis, of, of Yemos HaMashiach, excuse me. You are one and your name is one. And who is like the Jewish people, one nation, a single nation, Baaretz in the land. We talked about how on that day, the end of days, Hashem will be one and his name will be one. We talked about that unity of the of the whole, of when one when when one one looks at the whole. The unity of Kal Yisrael on the one hand, the unity of Akadosh Baruch Hu on the other hand. We're not going to dwell on that further here today. I want to, however, move on with you to dwell on the balance of that paragraph and uh, what it brings out, something which is really, in a sense, a feature of all of the tefillos of Shabbos and more than just the tefillos of Shabbos. Because we, we, we say these lines, you are one and your name is one and the Jewish people are one, uh, and we say, Yeshua, a glory of greatness and a crown of salvation, a day of menucha, of rest and holiness, you've given to your people. Avram will rejoice, Yitzchak will sing, Yaakov and his sons, Yonuchuvay, will rest in it. We, we, we discussed pretty much until there in our last discussion. But then look how the paragraph continues. Menuchas ava unedava, a rest of love, they translate, and magnanimity. Menuchas emes ve'amuna, a rest of truth and faith, a rest of peace and tranquility, of hashkeit, uh, which is a serenity, tranquility, and security, complete rest, that you are interested in it, that you are pleased with it. Your children will know and recognize that their rest is from you and for their rest, or via their rest, through their rest, they will sanctify your name. So there's a lot of emphasis on Menucha, which is, this is Mincha of Shabbos. The, there's a lot of emphasis on Menucha, so many different descriptions of Menucha, Menucha of this, a Menucha of that, a rest of this, a rest of that, all these different aspects of Menucha of rest. And then the ultimate statement that we should recognize that our menucha, our rest, comes from him, comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And through that, we will sanctify your name. Now, this kind of terminology, certainly the last line, is, uh, is similar to what we will say in the next paragraph, what we say in the paragraph which is common to Alt Filos Shabbos, where we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be pleased to accept our menucha, sanctify us with, our mitzvah, with your mitzvahs, give us our portion in your Torah, give us your goodness, and so on. And then we say, Hashem, give us with love and rotzain, with love and goodwill, Shabbos kochecha, 
your holy Shabbos, Yenuchu Vam Yisrael Mekadesheshemecha, and the Jewish people should rest upon it, the sanctifiers of your name. What does that mean? That you, the Jewish people who are Mekadesheshemecha, who are there to sanctify your name, we should rest on the Shabbos. We sanctify Hashem's name through Shabbos more than through other mitzvahs. What does that mean? We are the Jewish people who sanctify your name. And that's through the rest of Shabbos. And that's, very, again, very similar to what we just said in the last paragraph. They should recognize that their rest is from you. Through the rest of Shabbos, we will sanctify, they will sanctify your name. What does it mean? What does it mean? This is my question to you. How does Menuchas Shabbos come together with sanctifying Hashem's name? Now, there's a simple answer to the question, and that is that well, Shabbos testifies to Hashem's existence in the world. And Kiddush Hashem is filling the world with awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so when we rest on Shabbos, we're sanctifying Hashem's name in the world. I might have thought, however, if that was the terminology, I would have thought that the emphasis would be more on when we declare Hashem on Shabbos, when we say Kiddush, right, that our discussions about the Eidus, about all the testimony, when we talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Hashem's greatness and His presence in the world, that, that brings out Hashem, that sanctifies Hashem's name in the world. But here we're speaking about the fact that we rest along with you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ki him nuchasam So I'd like to try to explore this with you and to understand what is, uh, what, is, what is being spoken about here. And let's start from the first place that the Jewish people are instructed about Shabbos. Not the first time we're told about Shabbos. The first time we're told about Shabbos is on the seventh day of the world's existence, when Hashem made the Shabbos, when Hashem rested, and He blessed it, and He sanctified it. But there was nobody who was instructed at that time about keeping Shabbos. The first time we have an instruction to the Jewish people about keeping Shabbos is not even at Harsinai, not even in the Aseris Hadibros, which was the focus of Shachris, right? Moshe Rabbeinu came down from, from Sinai with the Luchos that it was inscribed upon it, the giving of the Torah. Ironically, it is even before then that we were instructed about the Shabbos, and that is when Moshe Rabbeinu was giving us the instructions about the Mon. We touched upon this before, when we talked about the blessing of Shabbos, the sanctification of Shabbos that is painted in terms of the mun, you know, the falling of the mun was Hashem's demonstration to humankind of Shabbos because we don't see Shabbos differently now than any other day. I mean, we see it in our own behavior, but when we look outside at Hashem's world, we don't see any difference. It was one time in creation since the seventh day that we saw it, and that was that when the mun came on Friday, double, and it didn't come on Shabbos at all. The Mon was a demonstration of Shabbos from Hashem. It was also the first instruction from, the Jew, from Hashem to the Jewish people about the, about the Shabbos. And listen to what it says. This is uh, the, the, the instruction. He says, look, on the sixth day, they will have double portion. Um, uh, you know, they, they collected it. And, uh, and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu says, yes, that's indeed the, the situation. That's what Hashem said. It's Shabbos tomorrow. Do bake what you need to bake. Leave yourself the leftovers for the morning. And this time it didn't spoil. 
Eat it today, said Moshe the next day, because today is Shabbos. Six days you'll collect it, the seventh day you'll find it. And then Hashem says to Moshe, why are you refusing? Till when will you refuse to observe my mitzvahs? See, Hashem gave you the Shabbos. That's why on Friday he gave you Lechem V'yamoyim. Shavu Ishtachtov. I want everyone to stay in their place. Shavu, settle, Ishtachtov. Al I want nobody to leave their place on the seventh day. And the people rested on the seventh day. Resting was defined as nobody leaving their place. Now, there's a halachic debate in the Gemara. What was the prohibition that Hashem was saying here? One opinion is that Hashem had told us not to collect the mun. So it's really to be read not as it's pronounced, which is al yotzi ishmim komo. Don't carry things, right? To bring in the mun, that's the prohibition, would be to collect it, to bring it from the desert where they found it, from the public domain into their private domain. This might be a verse which speaks about the prohibition of carrying, what we call hotza'a, carrying based on this verse. But that's not the simple read of the Pasuk. What's the simple read of the Pasuk is? Stay put. Don't leave your place on the Shabbos day. It describes vayish besu'a'am as they were shoves. They had a place in which to stay. There is a prohibition which the Gemara suggests is learned from this. And what's that prohibition? It's actually, ironically, the lightest of the prohibitions of Shabbos. And that's the prohibition of tchum Shabbos. Tchum Shabbos means that you're not allowed to travel far away from your home, even if you're walking and your pockets are empty, but you're not doing any malacha other than walking. But there's a distance that you can walk. You must stay very much within your confines, within your place. Confine sounds negative. When you say, I get to stay home, it doesn't mean the same thing that I'm locked up and stuck at home. It depends how you look at it, as, as, you know, as you know. Right, so right, that's like the difference between the first two days of the snowstorm and the third day of the snowstorm. <laughs> you know, so 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 the, the you know the there there's such a thing as staying in your staying in your place. And again, so the halachas of that are that if you're in a city, then the whole city is defined as your place. If you're not in a city, you just two thousand amas from your from your front door. But your place, the first really explicit prohibition in the Torah about Shabbos is stay where you are. Stay where you are. Which, of course, is, in a sense, the most basic description of a menucha. Menucha, of a place of rest. A place of rest is where you have something, where you have some place, and that's your place. That's where you can rest. Let's think about something which is very common to our expressions of Shabbos. Shira Malais Beshuva Shem Ashiva Sion Hayinu Kecholmim. Ozimole Sechokpinu Ulshonenu Rina. Shira Malos, when Hashem will return, Shiva Sion, the returnees or the captives of Zion, the ones who went away and they come back, we will be like dreamers. Then our mouths will be filled with joy, and so on and so forth. We speak about the hard work that leads to the 
ultimate return. Hazorim bedima berina yiktsayro. But we speak about Hashem returning the returnees of, of Zion. We say that every Shabbos, three times, every Shabbos before Birchas Hamazon. Now on the one hand, it stands as a contrast to what some people say during the week. We mentioned this much earlier in our discussions, which is, as you see printed in your benchers, Many people don't say it every day. Most people I know don't say it every day. Some people say it during the nine days. On the rivers of Zion, we sat and we wept when we remembered Zion. There, during the week, we remember the Chorban. When we bench, we remember the Chorban. On Shabbos, we don't remember the Chorban. We remember the Geula. If during the week we tell the story of us leaving Eretz Yisrael, on Shabbos we tell the story of our return to Eretz Yisrael. Because Shabbos, in the greatest sense, is coming home. The rest of the week you go out. That's the way the Pasuk describes it in its first description. Yes, we talk about doing work, but... If a person goes out to do work, home is meant to be more peaceful. Now, I understand there's such a thing as working at home. Um, but but the, 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 the idea, really, and the, the, you know, the beauty of being able to do that and to establish that is to establish a home as a place that the person comes, comes back to, a bias, a bias. A bias is the, 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 the place, the, the base chayeno. Now we have to understand that from the beginning of time, from the beginning of time, the, the fate of man, let alone the fate of the Jewish people, is defined. The up and down, the yes and no, the positive and the negative is defined by being able to be in your place or having to wander. Hashem took Adam Arishon Vayanichehu began Eden, and he placed him in Gan Eden, in his place of rest. And then, what did he say? When Adam sinned, he was sent away. There are two personalities in Parshas Bereshis that have to be seen as opposites. There was a personality who symbolized disturbance and destruction in Hashem's world. Who was he? Cain, the first son of Adam Arishain, who went to destroy his brother, who killed his brother. What was the decree that was placed upon Cain? That he should wander. He should be na, v'nad tiyabha'aretz. Moving and wandering you shall be in the land. He dwelled, Be'eretz Naid, in a land of wanderings, in a land of movement. Cain had a descendant whose name was Lemech. Lemech had a son whose name was Tuval Cain, who took the, 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 the craft of Cain and refined it. He made weapons of destruction. It says he was Lotesh Kochoresh Nechoshesu Barzel. He polished up. Metal, metal tools to take destruction to the next level, to make uh, it into, to say the words, to make it into an art form. This was Cain, this was Tuval Cain. 
And Cain had this decree upon him, which was that he was not v'notiyabaretz. He has to wander in the land. There was a different Lemech. We share this at other times. There was a different man named Lemech. He was a descendant not of Cain, but a descendant of Shes. Shes is Shemimenu Hushtas HaOlam. From him the world was established. The, the third son of Adam and Chava. And um, that Lemach also had a son. And that son also worked with metal tools, and he refined metal tools into plows. the plows. His name was Noyach. It's an amazing thing if you think about it. You have two strands of humanity, one that comes from Cain, the destroyer, and one that comes from Shais, the one who's supposed to establish the world. They both have a son named Lemach, a descendant named Lemach, and both of those Lemachs have children. One of them makes metal into tools of destruction, and the other one makes metal into tools of development, of productivity, of bringing life from the world, bringing life from the earth, I should say rather, to the world. And what's his name? Noyach. Noyach. Noyach means rest. I like to say, you know, there's, if you know Hebrew grammar a little bit, so there's a vocalization which is used, a vocalization symbol which is used in Hebrew language, which is called the Shiva. It's two dots, one on top of the other. There are two versions of the Shiva. It's the same two dots always. Some Sidurim, they print, some, they print them differently so you can notice. But there's a Shva na and a Shva Nach. A Shva na is a moving Shva, and a Shva Nach is a resting Shva. That's literally what it means. Right? But what it means is sometimes when you have those two dots, you say E, and sometimes it's basically just, it's as if you don't pronounce those letters. There are rules to when you, when, when you do you say Levavicha or you say Levavcha? Na or Nach? Le is na. Vavcha, the second base also has, has, has the two dots under it. It may be nach, quiet. Na, moving, nach, resting. Cain had a decree that he was supposed to be na. Nayach was rest. Destructiveness is not finding peace. Rest finds peace. That which produces, which cultivates, which brings life to the world, finds peace peace, Menucha. The story of Golus, exile of the Jewish people, is a story of Nah. The story of Geula, of redemption, is the story of Nah. And for that alone, we can well understand that when it comes to the Mincha of Shabbos, which we say is about the Shabbos of the end of days, the prayer just iterates and reiterates Menucha. Menucha Sava and Dava. Menuchas emes vemuna, menuchas sholem v'shalva v'ashgeit v'vetach, menuchas shleima sh'ata roitzaba, because that's what the world is supposed to come to. That's the Shabbos of the end of days. The Shabbos of the end of days doesn't last for twenty-four hours. It's not Shabbos. Catch your breath. It's menucha. It's arrival. It's where we come to have complete rest, to be at home. 
to be at home. That's the, that's the description of it. That's the association. Shabbos, Peshuv Hashem, Eshiva Siyon, Hayinu Kechalmim. That's why when we welcome the Shabbos in L'chadaydi, what are we always? What are we? What are we speaking about all the time? Midash melech yirmelucha kumitzi mitoycha afecha rav lo sheves beimek habocha. He's snaring me off, or he's sorry, sorry. Kiva orech. Right. Everything is about praying for redemption. It would be nice to have redemption. It's a beautiful thing. Why is that the prayer of the welcoming of Shabbos? Because we understand any menucha which we have, short of that is. Our menucha of Shabbos is to some degree catching our breath. A menucha of continuity is the menucha of Geula, where we're not wandering anymore. We're not wandering Jews anymore. We're in our place. That's why in this tefillah of Shabbos, we speak about menucha and menucha and menucha over and over again. But let's go a step further. And a great place for us to look at to go further is that prayer, that song, that beautiful song composed by Rishleim Al-Kavitz in the 16th century that has made its way to every shul and it's maybe like one of the highlights of tefillah, period. L'chadaydi. Likras kala. Fnei Shabbos nekabla. Go, my beloved, to greet the kala. Let's go greet the Shabbos. Shabbos is the kala. What does that mean, Shabbos is the kala? Bai chala, bai chala. What does it mean that Shabbos is the, is the kala? It's, so we know, first of all, that Chazal say that every day of creation had a pair. There's an odd number of days in the seven days of the week. Every day of creation had a pair. Sunday had a pair. Monday had a pair. Tuesday had a pair. Some say Sunday had Monday, and Tuesday had Wednesday, and Thursday had Friday. Some say Sunday had Wednesday. Monday had Thursday. Tuesday had Friday. Because if you look at creation, you'll see that on Sunday, Hashem created the light, and on, Monday, on Wednesday, He created the luminaries, the lights. And on Monday, He created the sea and the, and the sky. And on Thursday, He created the birds and the fish. And on Tuesday, he created the dry land and the plants. And on Friday, he created the animals and the people that walk on the dry land. So however you pair them up. But there's an odd number. And so Shabbos said, came to HaKadosh Baruch and said, it's not fair. You gave everyone a benzug. You gave everyone a mate. But me, I don't have a mate. I'm, a, I'm, I'm all by myself. And what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? He said, Klal Yisrael is going to be your benzug. Klal Yisrael is benzugcha. Chal Yisrael is your mate. And when we get up on Shabbos, we say, Now, it's an interesting thing, you know, because in a certain sense, we also speak about ourselves being the Kala. The Shabbos is our Kala, but we're somebody else's Kala. Whose Kala are we? We're the Rabbanishom's Kala. Harsinai was the marriage between Chal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Torah given to us, inscribed on the Luchos, was the Ksuba, was the marriage document. It's such an interesting thing. We're married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shabbos is married to us. So let me share with you something. I, I, I would note it specifically as well. I don't know if the person's here, because obviously we have less people here than usual because of the... Yamtiv because of Shabbos Chanukah, but the the um, 
one day when I came here towards the beginning of the series, I got a little note from somebody asking me to speak about somewhere along the way about Ava Verotzain. Ava Verotzain is the expression which we use in the Tfilus of Shabbos. Like we say, Anchileinu Hashem Alekeinu Ba'ava Uverotzain. Hashem, give us as our portion with love and Rotzain and goodwill your holy Shabbos. On Yom Tev, we don't say Ba'ava Uverotzain. On Yom Tev, we say Besimcho Vesasain. With joy and gladness. We substitute it. What's, so the person, it was very cryptic, but just wanted to explain what's this Ava Verotzain thing. And here, as we're, as we're here together towards the end, I would like to, to say a couple of words about Ava Verotzain. Especially Rotzain. Ava, love, okay, we know what it means. We know what it means. Rotzain. What's Rotzain? Goodwill. And Rotzain is a big word for Shabbos. What's the prayer which you say in benching? <coughs> Ritzay. Which is the term for Rotzain. Ritzay Hashem Alekeinu. Hashem, be pleased. Ba'amchais. Sorry. I'm getting mixed up with the, with the Shemun Asrei, right? But Ritzei Hashem Alekein V'am Chisril. But on Shabbos we say, Ritzei no Okay, sorry, excuse me. Ritzei V'achlitzei no Hashem Alekein V'mitzvay Secha. Hashem, may it please you, um, and uh, you know, give us rest through your commandments. Whenever we daven, when we say this last, means it's from the term rotzon. It's to it's to to be pleased, be pleased with us, and and uh, we use it over and over again. You know, you'll you'll notice. Let's say on Rosh Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, when we get to the last paragraph of the thing. Well, we would normally say just kachenu b'mitzvay secha, but if it's Shabbos, we say ritzay elokeinu b'kadoshenu ritzay b'mnuchaseinu kadoshenu. Ritzay is a key word, and ritzay is ratzon, ava v'ratzon. What is the what is the meaning of this word, and the usage of this word here as such a constant thing when it comes to when it comes to Shabbos. Listen to what, uh, to what uh, the Rebar Yokar, the Rebar Yokar was, a, was quoted by Rashi. He was a, one of the great Rishonim. And we have his commentary on the Siddur. And his commentary, this particular paragraph of the commentary of the Siddur, as well as many other things which he said was incorporated into the commentary of the Avudraham on the Siddur, which is the earliest, most comprehensive commentary we have on the Siddur. Uh, it's it's later, way later than 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 the Rebar Yokar, but it's more comprehensive. And listen to what he says. And and Abu Dram literally takes exactly what the Rebar Yokar and includes it. This is a, what I'm saying is it's a, an authoritative commentary. So he says, Atishbeshu Shabbatchem etargaminan tanuchu tanuchun naichachayim. Shabbos is from a term of menucha. Al shem she Shabbos nikres kala. Because Shabbos is called Bakala. Hiskir lihispalala Kodesh Borochu Shenikra Chasan, Uknesis Yisrael Kala. 
It says we pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's the chasam to our kala. Right? Shabbos, we're the chasam to the Shabbos being the kala. But we then turn and we see ourselves as the kala to Hashem's chasam. That kind of relationship and connection. V'aymer anu And we say to him, Hisratzeh, be pleased, shiniya that we should be like your kala, v'tanuach kaloscha bach, and your kala should rest with you, kidaminu b'megilas rus, like we say in megilas rus, haloy avake shloch manoyach, when rus spoke to her daughters in law, in this case, I'm sorry, when Nami spoke to her daughter in law to rus, she says, I seek for you. A manayach, a resting place. Asher yitavloch, that will be good for you. Mikan she'en li'isha manayach ela bi'isha. She was trying to help Rus that she should be able to get married. She should have a place of menucha. And we, we know that the bracha which she gave to her, both of her daughter-in-law, when she was trying to witch them well and say, you know, leave me, you'll have a better chance if you go off on your own. She said, Hashem should grant you, you should each find menucha base isha. Rest in the house of your, of your husband. Says the Rebar Yakar, when we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ritzei bimnucha seinu, is we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take us in, to take us as his own. We should be able to find rest with him. We talk about Shabbos being our kala. We create something of a sense of a home around the Shabbos because it's peaceful, because it's a resting place, because that's what a home is. And that's why in a certain sense, we come home to Shabbos. We're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the same thing should be true between him and us. We, we are enabled in that sense to be able to rest by our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not the same thing as on Yamim Taivim. Yamim Taivim aren't the same kind of days of Ava V'Rotzayim, of love and rest. Yamim Taivim, we celebrate events of positive upheaval in the lives of the Jewish people. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was, wow, it wasn't rest, it was going to rest. Matan Torah wasn't rest, it happened on a Shabbos. But it was going, it was a transformation, it was a change. Shabbos is to stop, to stop the transformation. On Regolim, <laughs> we go, we go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's house. <laughs> we uproot ourselves from our house. We leave our place. On Shabbos, we stay in our place. And in Shabbos, in a certain sense, therefore, there's a specific flavor of Menucha and Gula, but listen to how the Rishayinim are saying it, how the early ones in commenting, it says, Ratzon, Ratzon, that idea of Ritzay, Vachlitzeinu Hashem Alekeinu B'mitzvah Secha, Ritzay, Ratzon, is the ultimate desire of connection. The way they see it, the way they have it formulated. That Ratzon is that desire of connection, of relationship, which we're trying to construct between ourselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'yanuchu vo Yisrael, mekadashay shemecha, 
כי מאיתך היא מנוחסם, ועל מנוחסם יקדישו שמך. That's really the quote I should have said, I'm sorry. Because your children will recognize and know that their rest comes from yours. When we spoke a few weeks ago about the Shabbos morning davening, we spoke about the idea that what happened was that a bris was created between Kal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Luchos HaBris. And that's why Hashem gave the Shabbos particularly to us, because that when we accepted the Torah, we accepted to be the partners of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A bris, a covenant, says you're two halves of one whole. You're connected. And if it's Hashem's Shabbos, then it should be our Shabbos as well. And here we're saying a similar thing. We will recognize that our rest comes from yours. But it's a little bit of a different formulation. Rather than being shared members of the covenant that we commit to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is committed to, we talk about coming home to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Through the Menucha, we sanctify your name. And I want to try to bring this out in a specific way. There's a Pasuk. It's a difficult Pasuk. I don't want to speak so much about its difficulty. But it's a Pasuk which occurs in the beginning, the first Pasuk, in what we call the fourth Perak of Sefer Yeshayahu. And it speaks about marriage, about a woman reaching out for marriage. And this is what the term, what she uses is, Yikore Shimcha Oleinu. We want your name to be called upon us. You know, in the traditional formulation of the way things work, a woman gets married, so she adopts the name of her husband, of the husband's family. That's a pasuk which it says in the Torah. Their family, according to their fathers. According to their fathers. The father... The father's name is the name which the family is, is traditionally associated with. And in this request in Sefer Yeshayo, where the woman is interested in being married, she says, I want your name to be called upon me. Now, what's Kiddush Hashem? How does that work? How do the Jewish people get the title that we are the ones who are Mekadshe Shemecha, we're the ones who sanctify Hashem's name. Where does that come from? How do we do that? We do that because Hashem's name is in us. Ushemenu Korosa Bishmecha. Our name, we call, you called with your name. You associated our name with yours. I'll make your name great. That's what it says in the Shema Esrei. The God of Yaakov. Yaakov had his, when Yaakov matured, what was his name given? Yisrael, which has Hashem's name in it. To, to have the Jewish people's name associated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All of the nations of the world will see that the name of Hashem is upon you. The name of Hashem is upon you. We mentioned that verse last time when we were talking about the tefillin. Shebarash. 
But the name of Hashem is associated with the Jewish people. So we say, why is the name of Hashem associated? Because we say we're God's people. We say we're God's people. But listen to the simplistic expression of that. Excuse me, simplistic isn't the way. The simplest expression of that. What's the simplest expression? That Hashem's name is on us. Well, Kiddush Hashem is, the, is how we make, how we then are the tools to sanctify Hashem's name. Because Hashem's name is upon us. And when we do right, we bring sanctification to Hashem's name. But why is Hashem's name upon us? Because we married him. The connection between Klal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu means that we carry his name. I know it's a simple way to say it, but it is a way to say it. And when we have this repeated emphasis, when we speak about the Jewish people get to rest on the Shabbos because they are the ones who sanctify your name. Why are we the ones who sanctify his name? Because we are so, so associated with him. That's why we are the ones who sanctify his name. We carry his name. Why do we carry his name? Because we're with him. And because we're with him, we rest with him. Atta, uvincha, uvitecha. Right? The mitzvah of Shabbos is for a whole household. That's the way the Torah describes it. It's a house of peace. Even, even the servants and the maidservants of the house join in the Shvitzas HaShabbos. Because Shabbos is, is, is a, a mitzvah on, on, on the household. Because the whole nature of it is for a person to find a place of rest. Menucha. I mentioned to you several weeks ago that you know, Menucha and Kedusha are always associated with each other. I said over to you something from Yecheskel Abramsky. Menucha Kedusha is the term we use on Shabbos. Menucha and Kedusha is, it says about the building of the Beis Hamiglash, when Hashem will give you rest. When Hashem gives you rest. So that was when the mitzvah was to build the Beis Hamiglash. That's when Shlema built the Beis Hamiglash. David didn't build it. David was fighting battles. When Shlema Melch came along, there was peace. And then they built the Beis Hamiglash. And Kiddushin, marriage, is Menucha Kedusha. That's why... Nami wished to her daughters and Hashem should give you a minucha. A home is supposed to be a peaceful place. It's that, that, that's what it is. It's the place where people would go to find peace, to find respite. That's the, it's, it's, it's uh, unfortunately sometimes in our society we say, okay, that's the idealization of the home. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be. The place of minucha. And when we speak about the Shabbos of the end of days, the Shabbos of Geula is the Shabbos when the wanderings are complete. It's the Shabbos when the wanderings are complete. We have to understand that the first Shabbos of creation, which was the day of rest for HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shabbos, was already a day of turmoil for man. Because on the very day that he was created, on the sixth day, he sinned and he was sent into exile. And the Shabbos, when Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people, was a Shabbos when our wanderings were incomplete. We weren't home yet. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, and the reason is really you know, self-evident, yeah, that Hashem didn't say, okay, I'm taking out of Israel, I'll take you to Eretz Yisrael, which was the promise, and in Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to give you the Torah. Hashem gave us the Torah before we came to Eretz Yisrael. 
because the Torah would carry us and sustain us all the way along the journey till we reach the final resting place. But when on Shabbos morning we we recall Hashem, that Shabbos of the giving of the Torah, when Hashem gave us the Shabbos, that's not yet the experience of the ultimate rest. It's a taste of the rest. It's through that giving of the Torah that we will arrive at completeness. But the final rest is Mincha. Is the Shabbos of the Yom Yashem HaChadosh Me'achad, where Klal Yisrael will find its place. Where we will go from Na to Nach, from moving to settled. And that settling is settling in with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ritzay, Ava V'Ratzayin, the love and the Ratzayin and the wanting, the good will that is there. Zois HaPam, this time to, to, to have an interest that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's what we want. We want HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that way and in that sense to be, to be completely completely connected to us. That's We are here to try to find our home with HaKadosh Baruch You know that the, 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 um, the Torah speaks in a narrow sense. In a narrow sense. I'm not talking about Chil Hashem, but the Torah speaks about when uh, when a um, when a, a person, Loyaleno, you know, brings disgrace to their family name by doing something which is you know, completely you know untoward, and and uh, it, it says it it speaks in those terms like you're you're part you're associated with. What you do is reflecting on the whole. It reflects, like, you know, right? To, to, to reflect on Beis Avia. And that's our, that's our position. Shabbos, we're claiming the Shabbos. We claim the Shabbos because we're claiming such a strong association with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so we say, Let the Jewish people whose task and who are capable of sanctifying your name because of their firm and deep association with you. Let them share in the rest, in the rest of Shabbos. This is the idea that I wanted to share with you to sort of bring together these, uh, these discussions about the tefillahs of Shabbos. From uh, the beginning of our discussions, we sort of like spoke about the end. We spoke about how Shabbos is the end point, the place of arrival. We spoke about how in Svarim, it says, in, in, in Chazal it says that Shabbos is a name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the name that we don't pronounce, speaks about HaKadosh Baruch Hu going from the past to the present to the future. Bringing things to their ultimate purpose, to their ultimate end. Shabbos is the last day of the week. It's tachlis, it's the purpose, it's the goal of all creation. It's the goal of our week. Today's Sunday. Today's Sunday towards Shabbos. We're counting down towards Shabbos. We're working. We be toreach. We bother ourselves. We work on Friday and all the days leading up to Shabbos to have something on Shabbos. But it's for an ultimate purpose of the world. That's why Shabbos is more than a day. Shabbos is 
a metaphor, it's a symbol, it's a sign of the world ultimately reaching its completion. And for us, it's a very powerful thing and a very real thing to see this image that the Rishonim tell us is what Ritzavim Nuchaseinu is, which is that we should be making ourselves comfortable as HaKadosh Baruch Kala, as being part of Hashem's household. That's a goal. It's not, you know, an image which we sometimes imagine is, you know, there's a God out there and he's going to decide the goodies or heaven forbid the opposite and we're doing our own thing and we just want to make sure that we curry favor so that he rains down on us all those wonderful gifts that he potentially can give us instead of Rachman al-Litzlan, heaven forbid, the opposite. That's not what it is. It's much, much more. We want to move in with the Rabbi Nishalalam. We want to be with the Rabbi Nishalalam. That's where the ultimate favor is, that all the goodness that is his necessarily becomes ours. And every Shabbos we have a taste of it. Because when Hashem rested, he said, I want you to join me. I'm resting, you rest too. You rest along with me. With Tzavim Nuchaseinu. Al ishmim Shabbos is where you come home to something. You don't pick up goodies and go. You don't, they're not sent to you to someplace else. It's to be able to be, to be able to be, and to be able to be there together with, together with the Rabbi Nesho'ela. Ritzevim nuchaseinu. V'yenuchu Yisrael Sanctifying Hashem's name is not some outsider calling out and teaching about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Is again, as we say, because we carry Hashem's name, therefore we, we sanctify Him. You've called our name with yours. So therefore, do for your name's sake. Sanctify your name for those who carry your name to be sanctified. We want to be completely and totally associated with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Kala to His Chasan. I hope that Bez uh, some of this creates an image of what uh, Shabbos is about, a focal point for, for, for what we do progressively in Shabbos, from the beginning of Shabbos, the recognition, the testifying to Hashem as the Creator, which is the core knowledge of everything, you know, to gaining the partnership of the mission that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us at Matan Torah, and to ultimately Mamish becoming one with Him. We understand that Har Sinai was the way station to Har Amiria, to the Har Habayis, to the mountain of the house, of the house that we would be able to create with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the way station to that, to ultimately to be there, to have HaKadosh Baruch Hu v'asuli migdash v'shachanti v'saychem they'll build for me a dwelling and I will dwell I will dwell amongst them I will dwell together with them it is perhaps for that reason as well that in this tefillah of Mincha we especially focus as we said Yaakov uvonav yanuchuva Yaakov and his sons will rest in it because there was something which Yaakov Avinu did which nobody else did and what was that? 
Well, besides for the fact that all of his children remain part of the people that we talked about last time. But Avram called the Migdosh a mountain, and Yitzchak called it not just an empty mountain, but a field. Yaakov, what did he call it? A bias, a house. That's what the Gemara says. Yaakov created the concept of bias. And so, therefore, it says, When you, when you celebrate the Shabbos, I'll give you the portion of Yaakov. The Gemara says, not like Avram that called it a mountain, right? Not like Yitzchak who called it a, house, a, a, a field. Like Yaakov who called it a house. Not like Avram where it was limited, Yitzchak where it was limited, but Yaakov where it was, Ufaratzta where it was, in all directions. That, that's the, the idea, to make, to have a place of rest. And that home, our home should be, we should be at home with the Rabbi Nishlamat himself. That's where the Shabbos of time, the sanctuary in time, and the Shabbos of place can meet. May we be Zeichabezus Hashem to have beautiful Shabbosos, we should have Shabbosis with Simcha, and uh, our homes should be able to reflect Menucha, the peace, the tranquility that Shabbos is about. What is Menucha? What is Menucha? Menucha is where the person is arrived at exactly where they need to be, where they feel no turmoil, no need to move. This is the place of Avanadav of security. Sholem Vishab of Ashkevavetach. Odomarishan was in Ganeidan. It's exactly where you need to be. It's exactly Menucha is where the person feels where they need to be. Where they need to be. Instead of the Talich, the process of the world, which is always running, 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 oritz. Running, 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 moving. No. It's where we need to be. It's where we need to be. A sense of being instead of doing. This might be obvious, but the word kala is similar.